Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Podcast, bringing together the best technical leaders to talk about the industry passions and challenges that they're facing. I'm Ollie Stockford from Evolution Recruitment Solutions, helping businesses connect with top tech talent, and today I'm your host. So today we're going to be discussing the topic on the future of fun engagement and how technology is changing the game. And I'm delighted to be joined by Victor Kazam, the CEO at Extra Time, and David Simek, the CTO at Nagano. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's allow both of our guests to give an introduction. Victor, do you want to kick us off first with a brief introduction, please? Hello. So I'm Victor. I'm the CEO of Extra Time. Uh, I'm from Brazil, uh, but running the company based out in Portugal. So we basically do is that we enhance the sponsorship offering for football clubs using uh, uh, data analysis uh, and real-time engagement tools. Thank you very much. And David? So hello, my name is David and I'm from Czech Republic and our company is also based in Czech Republic and uh, we are helping the sports clubs to create a better experience on the on the matches with uh, crowd games, augmented reality games and some immersive experience for the fans. Fantastic. So for now that we're both introduced, let's move on to the topic in focus. So we've been discussing separately a few questions or statements on how technology is changing the game. And as usual, I'll be asking you both to give your thoughts on the questions and then allow you to each give your take on both of your questions also. Um, So let's start with Victor. Victor, one of your questions were, how can technology be used to create a more personalized experience for fans? Okay, so uh, on that matter, Oliver, um, it's, it's really the case of understanding who is your fan. Uh, so which kind of demographics they have, where they are located, how they are consuming your content, and even more importantly, uh, which interests they have and how they are actually engaging uh, with each kind of content that you publish. So in the case of Extra Time, what we do is that we aggregate uh, most of those uh, resources and different outsets of data uh, related to the club uh, from first-party data and also third-party. Um, and we aggregate all of that, filter it out, uh, and structure it in one big data lake. So we get this overview of the entire fan base, not only the hardcore members, but actually the casual fans as well, reaching out on social media. And then what we actually did is that we built uh, an algorithm that allows you uh, to discover the interest of that fan base and where they are consuming content. So having this overview, and I believe that's the focus of every sports organization uh, with the tools they have or with the partnerships they can, they can, they can consolidate is really getting to know who is your fan so you can create personalized experience based on that thank you victor david have you anything to add to that i think uh, everything was said to to this question and i just uh, have to say that i definitely agree that the data gathering over the family is one of the most important thing of of the sports club today fantastic so understand who the actual fan is first before um creating that personalized experience yeah brilliant um, David, we'll come to you next then. So your, one of your questions was, what impact do you see technology having on the future of sports and fan engagement? Okay. Oh, I think one of the most significant ways that te- technology has been integra- integrated into fan engagement is like through social media platforms where teams and organizations can use those platforms to create or interact with the fan on a, in a real time 
uh, way and also uh, as already was said to create more personalized engagement with with the team and also like another way how sports club can uh, use technologies to become uh, more connected with the fan is through mobile applications uh, we could see that uh, bigger team have created their own applications gather information about the fans, let them give the opportunity to buy tickets or participate in interactive games and competitions. And uh, this this leads to driving better revenue streams from the fans itself, but also from the sponsors because they get their, like a new advertisement space for their companies. Yeah, so this is this is it. Fantastic. Thank you, David, for that. Uh, Victor, would you have anything to add there? Yeah, I was just going to point it out that I fully agree with David uh, because uh, most of the culture, especially in football, was always based on attending the stadium. Uh, uh, in the last decade, they we shifted that culture of viewership to the television and most of the clubs are actually still facing that as their main uh, revenue model and also as their main driver for, for fan engagement. But the digital tools we have, both like mobile applications, social media engagement, is what actually allows them uh, to create an experience that uh, that can that can actually get the fans into, into the experience, especially considering uh, new generations and uh, how they not engage with this traditional linear content. So we always have to find ways also understanding who is your fan to then create those experiences for them. Interesting. Thank you very much. Uh, Victor, staying with you there. Um, so maybe one of these questions um, could gauge a really good conversation here with different thoughts on both of you. So um, what would you say some of the challenges are of integrating technology into the sports world? And a second sort of extension question to that is, how can they be overcome? Well, so uh, from the experiences we have, I would point it out into two different directions. One is uh, the mindset of the directors uh, or the presidency or whichever organization organizational structure they have, because uh, some of them are still not reliant on innovation. So they have a few broader talks that they want to, innovate and engage more with the fans, but they stick to the traditional methods. So that's one of the that's one of the hurdles we see or one of the challenges in this process is because not everyone is actually engaged into making that happen. And adding to that layer, uh, there is also some partnerships in place that they are long term, either if it's a reliance on a certain broadcaster or a reliance in a certain service provider. That also makes them uh, avoid some uh, technology shifts because of current or existing deals and they want to uh, not uh, replace that, which makes sense, but it's one blocker. And the second layer that I would add for this um, is that some clubs don't have the, the, the infrastructure technology to make that happen as well. So they, for example, want to, to deploy a mobile application but their internal uh, database is not structured to handle that amount of uh, accesses or, or anything. So uh, on that matter, what I recommend for the clubs is that just find the right partner and they can structure that out for you. So you don't actually need to uh, build on legacy struct 
uh, on legacy infrastructure to make things happen. Okay, love that. That's a, a great sort of um, way to overcome that challenge. Uh, David, anything that you'd like to add there? Yeah, uh, I would also like to confirm that the legacy deals that the clubs have are a big trouble for integrating new technologies. For example, here in Czech Republic is in ticketing and other spaces that you just cannot, you know, you just cannot uh, come with, you can come up with better application, with better experience, but the deals are already done. So it's uh, just closed doors. And also uh, the building application like this for real-time experience on the on the matches is uh, complex and uh, require a lot of uh, people to work on and uh, the sports team usually have like a few people or at least like the low to mid-tier teams don't have such teams that that, that can build the application or even if they outsource it it's hard for them to you know uh, just uh, to check if everything is okay and uh, yeah and uh, maybe I would like to add one more thing and uh, sure. it's for our particular case uh, as we are building the games in real, real time the really struggle is like you have only one chance you have like a, let's say a 20 minutes uh, break between between the match and uh, from this 20 minutes you get like 6 minutes to play some game on the, on the stadium and uh, you just cannot, the application must be really well built to handle in six minutes the full amount of people and then like, uh, then not much people using it, but during those six minutes, you must be like 100% accurate and everything must run on 100%. So that's a Thank you very much. big struggle. Okay, brilliant. No, it's perfect. Thank you. And and, and David, staying with you, um, Getting your thoughts on on the the second question that we we had for yourself was how have sports teams and organisations adapted to incorporate technology into their fan engagement strategies? So, kind of probably adds on to the the previous question um, of the fact that they're you know not team is the probably the right word um, to to change processes. Um, how would you say that they've adapted to incorporating this technology into their fan engagement? Yeah, we can see like almost every club already have the social media account. So this is like the most cheaper and uh, easiest way how they can use the technology to interact with their fans. Yeah. So also like almost every club already selling the tickets online. So we can also count that as uh, using technology to to have a better fun experience for their fans. And. Uh, some of the bigger clubs we can see are using, for, for example, blockchain, which is also pretty interesting technology, uh, as they are joining the platforms such as Socios and and others, and offering uh, club tokens for the for the fans, and uh, these tokens then can be traded and uh, just uh, you know they will allow the fans to be more connected to the club. Uh, have some decision making in the club. It's also important thing, like uh, because, uh, for example, Generation Z uh, is looking for this way how they can interact with the club. So yeah, okay, fantastic. Victor, would you add anything to that? 
Yeah, uh, going on the going on what David has said, uh, what we realize in this ecosystem is that clubs that have some financial advantage, be it through external investors or because they have their uh, accounting books uh, in a best position or able to to get uh, financing as well, they they are investing in in other strategies as well. So be it virtual reality experiences for their fans or augmented reality experiences for their uh, merchandising as well. Uh, we also see some examples going uh, towards the the OTT experiences you can have or personalized content. Um, I would also add, and this is more on the media rights uh, uh, space more than the clubs, uh, engaging more with highlights. Uh, and I would even add um, Formula One as a great example of how they are structuring their communication strategy to tap both the casual fan through social media and instant highlights and and related content like the docu-series uh, until reaching out to the hardcore fan with a personalized streaming service, choosing which driver camera you want to you wanna tap into, having lifetime in data as well. So, um, we see the bigger organizations structuring them out in order to to enable every every fan uh, of the experience from the hardcore fan to the casual ones. But one of the main reasons is that they need financing in order to do so. Yeah. Okay. And and just going back to um, <clears throat> your point there about virtual and augmented reality, and um, it's actually a question that we were going to put on hold, but I just think it might be um, good to just explore that option a little bit. Because um, we do have a bit more time. So um, what role, Victor, do you see virtual and augmented reality playing that part in the future of fan engagement? Is, is it going to be the next thing, do you think? Well, uh, it can be. It's really the matter of who who can build out the best experience. But we see some potential uh, outcomes of that. One of them is having a stadium experience at, at your home. So yeah, uh, whenever there's a live match, or you wanna, or you want to regain uh, the the full experience of attending the stadium or visiting the museum, or if you live uh, overseas and you're not able to do that, that can be a really good tool for it. Uh, we also have the we also have in mind uh, creating a sort of a game experience where you can where you can. Uh, you can experience the the game as it was, but then you can recreate this uh, on a virtual reality game as well, changing the tactics, changing the players, and see if your strategy might work or not. So mm. these are some of the paths I can see for for fan engagement experience. Do you think, and and this is a question for both of you, perhaps? Do you think that there's a concern that if there's too much of a focus for virtual um, experiences? That that could put off the atmosphere in stadiums. Do you think, David? Maybe you could uh, give your take on that first. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think it really depends. So, uh, what uh, these applications will focus on? Because uh, for us, for example, uh, we are using the augmented reality to make a better atmosphere on the stadium. So you can imagine uh, a game. Let's say like uh, you spawn some you know, club mascot or something in the middle of the stadium and yeah. people with their phones, they have to tap it, some cookie clicker type of game. 
they have to tap it and uh, on the big screens on the stadium we just see like the uh, lives uh, or the help points of the mascot goes down and it's like an uh, game on the stadium so this is more like uh, we are more focusing on bringing more people to the stadium than having people outside of the stadium and interact with the club uh, that way so i think um, it could uh, bring uh, like people will be more let's say lazier to go to the stadium because they could just uh, put uh, some vr glasses on their head and uh, see everything uh, from the couch of their living room but uh, yeah but uh, it's uh, it's really depends on uh, on the applications and what they will focus on and uh, what experience can they bring for the fans home and what experience can they bring for the fans at the stadium yeah okay it is an interesting talking point, and I think um, you know a, a lot of te- a lot of technology nowadays is there to improve situations. Um, Victor, you've got your hand up. Yeah, so uh, no, I would like to to point it out something interesting that Go ahead. was uh, was talking uh, is the fact that um, we also believe in the digital experience. So in order for the stadium to be attractive. Uh, when you have the comfort at your home and access to broadcasting pretty much any game and even adding new layers of interactivity so you can stay at home. What is really important is that uh, you create structures to engage the fans also in the stadium. So, for example, uh, during the halftime, most of the fans actually go into their phones. Uh, we even have... Uh, I'll grab a pie. to <laughs> to confirm that yeah it's true uh but uh you can do more with this this kind of moment so it's uh it's really a matter of everyone that works for this fan engagement experiences to to be successful to think through every ritual that you have in a match day experience and how you can foster the fans to consume more to be more engaged with what is happening be it sponsored content be it uh, content related from the club uh, and just make sure that everyone participates. So, for example, we, we've been doing a treasure hunt also using AR, so you collect uh, items around the stadium before the match starts. Um, you can do activations for the fans to cheer or sing or jump, and you can measure that and show the results all over the stadium screens. So if you, if you have a focus and some creativity, uh, to use technology in the best way, you can actually make fans more engaged as well. Okay, love that. Um, is that an idea that you've got in play at the moment? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Without giving anything away. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, so to round off this topic, and you know, may I add, it's been a, a great conversation with you both. So I really appreciate both of your time. Um, there's one final question. Um, and we've, we've discussed it very briefly, and you mentioned in the resources that uh, smaller clubs... Uh, and sports organizations um, might not be exposed to. Um, so how can smaller sports organizations and teams with limited resources use the technology to enhance fan engagement efforts? So is there any sort of ideas that they could ha- use um, to still engage their fan engagement efforts? Um, Victor, do you want to give your thoughts on that first and then move into David? Sure. So um, I would I would say that one of the crucial uh, objectives is finding the right partners. So right now uh, there are suppliers that 
uh, are even focused on smaller clubs or even varsity clubs that can help them manage their fan base, database as well. Um, also, uh, deploying a mobile application really, uh, really simple. Uh, so you can always do something. So the smaller clubs uh, stretching out their financial resources, uh, they they should actually look for the right partner to start that. In the case of uh, of our company, Extra Time, um, that it's one of the biggest challenges we face and we are trying to overcome that. So most of our work still reliant on, on human creativity in order to enable technology to, to foster better uh, uh, fan experiences. Uh, so we've been, we've been learning from that, usually working with uh, bigger size clubs in order to have use cases and investing a lot in technology so we can scale our solution. Because what we aim to do is that we can have a solution that any type of club, be them a top 10 in the globe or playing on a fourth division can use this sort of technology to enhance their uh, fan experience. Fantastic. Uh, thank you, Victor. David, any thoughts there? Yeah, um, I definitely agree with finding great partners or the right partners for the for the clubs. Uh, there's also a lot of opportunities or free opportunities how they can interact with the fans like building a community on some kind of uh, let's say discord channels or instagram or uh, other social platforms so this is like the cheapest and easiest way how they can use the technology to interact with their fans and uh, also uh, what we have uh, experienced uh, from the smaller clubs is that they don't really have the budget to build their own application for fan engagement. But uh, there is, uh, uh, or at least like our approach is the, the application to, should be the investment for the clubs. And uh, because it will just bring better revenue streams from the fans and mostly from the sponsors and partners of the club. And if they can advertise or sell these applications to their partners, they probably just give them money, money to to pay for the applications or to join any existing social. Brilliant. Thank you, David. Um, Victor? Well, yeah, something else I would like to add is that sure. there are a few clubs um, this worldwide that they actually have larger fan bases than the their current revenue models. So be it because they had bad management in, in the previous year, so they were relegated or are disputing lower uh, divisions. It's really important for this kind of club uh, to focus on their fans because their fans are a loyal community and this loyal community can actually take you to the next level. So if you build out experiences thinking for them, and even enabling brands to to sponsor the, this kind of experiences is another shortcut you can you can have in this process. Okay, fantastic. It's definitely one to watch, isn't it? Um, you know, the topic of fan engagement with technology and cooperation. Definitely one to watch. But um, you know, really big thank you uh, to, to both of you. It's been a great conversation, and I know that there'll be a lot of listeners that will be glued to this topic. Um, so that was today's Evolution Exchange podcast. A big thanks to you both, Victor and David, for joining us today and sharing your views with us. Um, and we also like to thank you for listening and I hope you can join us again next time. Thank you very much.